Hey, what's up? If you're seeing this, if you're hearing this, you're tuned into the podcast replay. As always, thank you for being here. I appreciate you being and spending some time with me. As always, go check out crypto underscore Caribbean on Instagram. That's our official Instagram page. And this evening and for the next couple of days, we are running a giveaway courtesy our friends at Days Duck Ducks Meta Galactic Club. And we are giving away with their help, not one, not two, but three Solana tokens. And for those of you who don't understand what that means, as of the time of recording of this, one Solana is worth about $215. So go get yours now. Just hit the link in the bio. Again, crypto underscore Caribbean on Instagram. So I see the live is flying. So let's get started. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night, depending on where in the world you are joining us from. I am Illuminati, and this is the Crypto and Cognac podcast show, as always, powered by Alti.com, the one-click crypto wallet for WhatsApp and Telegram, and fueled, as always, by Hennessy TT. Tonight, I'm having my favorite, some Hennessy VSOP. You guys can head down to your favorite supermarket, get yourself some, head to your liquor mart. I personally prefer the Naughty Grape. So make sure and check them out to get yours. And before we get started, as always, a reminder, we have our crypto talk the same way we have our cognac and that is on the rocks. What does that mean? The ice rule information conversation and education further nothing that we share here should be misconstrued as financial advice we're just sharing stories i'm really excited about the conversation this evening because i have an amazing guest well actually two amazing guests but one more amazing than the other so let me add them one time so we can get Miss Ariane Talma. Hello. Ari, what's up? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. How you doing? I'm doing well. I am home after a long day of work. I'm very happy that it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... Friday is not usually for home, and now that we don't have any curfew anymore, you mean you, you might be able to do something more. Yeah, well, I mean, this is my more. I'm coming here to enjoy a night of uh, crypto and cognac. I don't have cognac. I had a little rum punch, so that's my interview. All right. <laughs> We've taken that. We've taken that. Yeah. Marky Mark. How are you going, man? I'm good, man. Nice to see you. Good to see you as well. Always on your metaverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Soon, uh, soon in the real. Soon in the real. Coming for you. Soon in the real. I'm looking forward to that little get together. Right. So, guys, I'm going to let, I mean, we've had Mark on before. So, we're going to let Ariane introduce herself a little bit. Then, Mark, you could introduce yourself. Just tell the people who've not seen you before, you know, a little bit about your story, how you got into crypto. And then we'll jump into the conversation. Sounds good. 
So, so I'm Ariane. Um, I am the co-founder of Z Labs, around along with Mark. Um, I, uh, I I studied global development in university, um, but I somehow and I shouldn't say somehow because I know exactly how it happened. Um, I ended up in the tech and startup world. So I've really been like a hustler and entrepreneur since I was young. Um, I my brother was. What if I should tell that story? Boy, I probably should have. But um, I was like selling stuff out of my house since I was a kid. I was creating websites and like e-commerce when like that was not a thing in Trinidad. Nice. It's barely there even now. Um, and I've been always just planning like owning a startup and owning businesses ever since I was a kid. Um, but I went to the school and I studied global development. And for me, that was a mixture of like economics, politics, and anthropology, which was amazing. Um, and I ended up actually getting a job out in San Francisco for an early stage startup called Rinse. And I went out there and I was on their marketing team. Um, and even though I was on their marketing team, when you're part of an early stage startup, you have your hands in everything, right? So I was helping them out with operations. I got to see very closely what was happening on the tech side of things because the technical team was actually building out the tools that we were using to run this organization and all of us kind of had a hand in that. So um, I spent four years working for that early stage startup out in San Francisco. I was one of the first of the 15 employees. We went from C to series A across multiple cities in the United States. So it really was an incredible experience and learning a ton. Um, I was not able to get my H-1B visa to stay and work in the United States, unfortunately. Well, oh, fortunately and unfortunately. <laughs> um, and I ended up moving back to Trinidad. Uh, <laughs> I dabbled in the world of personal branding and influencer marketing. Um, and I was led to mark really because we would bounce into each other all the time at parties, typical Trini stuff. And right. he'd be like, you work in tech, you were out in San Francisco. And I'd be like, yeah, like, and I saw you out in Sydney doing something, whatever. And we would constantly just be yelling at each other at parties. And eventually I was like, Mark, we need to sit down and have an actual conversation. Um, and yeah, we ended up doing that. And I got to, he, he sat down and explained blockchain to me last year. And I remember I walked away from that and I was like, I have no idea what this man just told me. Like, <laughs> no idea. Um, but we ended up reconnecting earlier this year because he was building out Z Labs here in Trinidad and also building out WAM, which I know we'll get to. Right. Um, yeah. And he reached out to me to build out a go-to-market strategy. And I ended up going into the space and constantly heard about blockchain and crypto. And I just couldn't ignore it anymore. And lo and behold, here we are. So that is a little bit about my journey. Right. So, so the typical slip trip tumble down the rabbit hole exactly now you're, now you're stuck. <laughs> exactly there's no going back honestly it's a whole paradigm shift for sure mark let the people know hey everyone um yeah thanks al um always good to be here and uh, yeah my name is mark Pereira. i started off i guess my trade in the digital world as a software developer over in Sydney, where I went to study tertiary education. Um, over there, I dabbled in mobile application building, and then I got into blockchain or, um, over a weekend hackathon. And after the hackathon, I placed second place in this blockchain hackathon. First time ever, like touching block blockchain. Uh, I made a, like a light bulb turn on 
uh, after a blockchain transaction. And I was like, light bulb moment, uh, pun intended. And um, after that, I walked off stage and the prize was um, Ethereum, but also a generous member in the audience came and said, hey, I just want to gift you Ethereum. Um, so that to me was insane. It was 10 Ethereum at the time. Um, I think oh, it was um, 20,000. Ari, Ari's probably like, this just keeps happening to you, doesn't it? No, literally. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm so excited to hear the follow-up story to that because I feel like it's going to be good. Mark, continue. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's uh, basically, as you say, I def said, there's definitely something in this space. Um, and the community was um, awesome. It's just like some of the smartest people you'll, you'll ever meet willing to help out and give you time. And I, I think that's kind of, Syn uh, synonymous in the in the blockchain space it's just a bunch of like really smart people with good heads on their shoulders trying to make the world a better place and also like encouraging you to get in on on, um, on the fun um and yeah I've since then left sydney after doing a whole bunch of stuff starting a blockchain project um building out my own app my own crypto wallet came back to trinidad to, to start um basically implementing a lot of blockchain technology here and doing the same thing that I've experienced uh, other people in the blockchain space doing away, which is building out an ecosystem, uh, getting more people involved, being uh, a source of information that is hopefully, you know, steering people on the, on the right path. Um, and yeah, building out a, a mobile application that I hope would provide financial empowerment and financial inclusion for the masses throughout the region and then hopefully the globe. Um, so that's about as much as I'll see. In a nutshell, <laughs> pleasure to be here. Thank all you. right, all right, all right. So we're talking tonight a little bit about Web3, which is something that some people will be hearing for the first time. And some people would have heard the term before, but not understand what it is. And there might be a few people who may have a little bit of a greater understanding about that. But tell us a little bit, maybe you, Mark, what is Web3? Um, how did we get to Web3? What happened to Web1 and Web2? You know, so maybe you could differentiate those between um, each other. And we'll talk a little bit more from there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so web difference between web two and web three, to be honest, I don't even know what web one is. So where did the web two come, where did web two come from? Um, but basically, well, I think, I think, I think web one is just the, the base layer, the, the, um, network, the, the yeah. internet network. And then, you know, websites got built on top of that. So I think mm -hmm. that's where the two came from. All right. Okay. Um, good point. So yeah, web, <laughs> web two is a sense. <laughs> I guess that, that makes a lot of sense, right? Web two is a, a lot of the, the, the layers on top of it. So your email, your content being served. I would say the, um, the information age, um, is really what web two is synonymous with. Um, right. and uh, with Web2 came this idea of uh, being able to, uh, like private keys and cryptographic messages is, is also very synonymous with um, Web2. Right. Um, but with Web3 now, it's it's kind of like Web2 with its own native currency. Um, so right. you use the same internet technology that you have in the web, but you're able 
now to manage a, an online currency with that same technology using using a lot of different computer science technology that's um, that is used in in regular web technology just coupled together to make something that's known as the blockchain and and distributed ledger technology to allow us as netizens to transact online without any intermediary right i think web2 joined us all together by right, messaging right. and um, being able to share information and host your own websites. And now it's joining us together even further as human economicus, if you want to call it that, um, with money. So. Well, you, you said something there about uh, distributed ledger. And I think um, from what I understand, that's one of the major components in terms of the difference between Web 2 and Web 3. The Web 2 uh, infrastructure is kind of built on centralized systems. You know, we all know the social media platforms and that kind of thing. Whereas Web3 kind of allows us to mm. operate in a more decentralized manner. Yeah, you would agree to that? Definitely. I think Ariana would love to say to that. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, I know, I know Ari, definitely. I see her there licking her lips, getting ready. Well, honestly, I think that, that that's such a cool part of Web3 um, to me, right? And it's like, it's really the change in the business model between Web 2 to Web 3. Because in Web 2, like everything is really based on this advertising model, right? Where you have these applications like Facebook and Instagram, which are extracting so much value from you. They're selling it to, you know, advertisers and making like a ton of money off of you, right? But you don't get to interact with any of that value at all. Like right. the most you get to do is really just like use their product for free and come up with creative ways like being an influencer and try to make some money, <laughs> you know? But like they are making like an exponential amount of money off of you. Uh, right. And on top of that, you don't have true ownership of digital assets on their platform. So, you know, I'm out here creating, like spending hours of my time creating like, pictures and videos and like all these different things and uploading it onto these like websites and platforms that and now they now own my contents right so right. if they decide to write out there goes my content right i don't truly right. own these digital assets and i think that's really cool when you come into the world of web3 because you have things like nfts and you have true ownership over assets because they live on the blockchain so right. if like i don't know if facebook was on the blockchain or something and they decide to write like to write out I still have my NFT because the NFT lives on the blockchain. And I think that's really cool. And you also don't have this same business structure of like advertising, right? Where we don't get to like reap the rewards of all yeah. these companies because in Web3, you really, um, what is it, boy? You like, you're rewarded for the network effects, right? So right. And yeah. I think like the best way I can like talk about that is the ENS airdrop that happened like two weeks yeah. ago, which by the way, was my first airdrop. <laughs> And it's like the ah. most amazing thing ever. Like, free, honestly. Let me tell you something. Free bags is the most amazing <laughs> experience you can have in crypto. Like when you show up to your wallet and there's stuff that wasn't there before and it's worth actual money is the most, whether it's $10 or $10,000, mm -hmm. it's the most amazing thing. Yo, it's Continue. like, it was the craziest thing to me because this is also why I was, I was laughing at Mark earlier, right? Because Mark will just show up to work one day and be like, yeah, I clicked a few buttons and just received like X amount of money. And I'm like, what? 
Like, how does this work? And like, that's, you know, how I heard about airdrops. And I was like, man, I really hope that I get to experience that one day. And like, the way that I, like, I talk about Web3 or try to describe it is in that essence, right? Where, because, because I own an ENS name, which is a domain name, it's ariam.eth. And I have contributed to this, you know, protocol or network or system. I now get rewarded for that through like, tokens and i thought that was the most brilliant thing and that just doesn't happen in web 2 you know so it's yeah. really cool yeah i mean a couple of things that you spoke about there that has me you know really excited i mean one thing is the removal of the middleman in the marketing process for for projects or, or companies on the web 3 so instead of you know having a huge budget that you give to an advertising company that then gives to you know, all these different distributors to then distribute it to your customers. We have projects now being able to directly interact with their customers and customers are now able to benefit from that. And I'm going to use this as an opportunity to shamelessly plug my partners at, <laughs> at Days Ducks who are doing a promotion with us right now. And it's because they're building out their community and instead of going through advertisers, what they are doing is allowing their potential customers to win tokens. Mm. And, you know, it's such an amazing way to do business. Why, why should I take a longer route to get to an onshore uh, destination as compared to going directly to the source and having the source be rewarded? The next thing that I wanted to kind of talk about is where you mentioned about not owning uh, your digital content and that kind of thing. And one of the areas that I think Web3 is kind of really pushing forward is that of gaming. Um, mm. And we see like, everybody knows the popularity of like Fortnite and how much of a, a, a economy was created within Fortnite with their skins and all these different things. But the people who own skins on Fortnite don't actually own the the item they can't really take it outside of the game or own it outside of the game and if the game shuts down they no longer own it and we're seeing that model moving to the web3 decentralized environment where you can actually own um these skins or whatever as nfts on the blockchain and house it in your wallet mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Mark, tell us, tell us, well, I mean, Mark, talk, talk a little bit more about the technology behind what allows these fancy things to happen that we get excited about. Um, yeah, and I, that's actually interesting because Web3 at the moment is a kind of hybrid between Web2 and, and Web3 technology. Mm -hmm. um, but when you really think about decentralization, which is synonymous with the word Web3, I think that also adds in how powerful these um, how powerful these technologies are, um, and I'll just give an example as to like how things are kept decentralized, right? Because really, what decentralized means is that when you start taking away some of the core parts or, or some of the core uh, people or nodes involved in these projects, how how likely is it going to fail? Um, right. So, and I think that's one of the most important things because if you take away one one Bitcoin computer from the Bitcoin network, it's still going to yeah. keep running. Right. Um, but also it, it means kind of like, how do you keep your website itself decentralized? And a lot of these products on top uh, of the Web3 are all open source. 
Um, right. So, for example, Uniswap. And what open source means is that it's, it's a concept to a lot of people that is super foreign, right? All of the work that you put in to creating your own application, you just put all of that code up on GitHub or GitLab or, you know, Bitbucket. And anybody could take that code and run it and it'll just run like out of the box uh, pointing to the smart contracts on a blockchain. So basically, your app is always copyable. Your blockchain is always copyable. And the reason why companies do that is to offer their customers, to offer the consumers, to offer, offer the people who are utilizing the network the ability to always be able to access the network or always be able to access the service. So, for example, um, Uniswap, the website, it went down for, I think it was about maybe two or three hours the other day. And um, if you still knew where the, co the smart contract addresses are, you could still talk to the Ethereum blockchain to get active to do your swaps. Um, also, you could clone the, the website and run it on your own computer and then interact right. with Uniswap that way. Um, so I think that's what another really awesome concept and uh, probably the technology behind Web3 is that it's all open source and it's all being hosted online. It's true, it's decentralized. And most of the time, if they're using a centralized service, it's as decentralized as it can be. So you right. can always gain the benefits of the... Um, the benefits of the technology and what it's, what it's bringing to us. <clears throat> right. It, but also, um, from what I gather, that open source also allows for, you know, a high degree of peer review because now anybody could see your mm. code, um, see your program and find kinks in the armor. They can, you know, make make recommendations, that kind of thing. Um, they can improve on it. So it allows for, you know, the best product ultimately to get to the market and the customer to have the best experience, right? Exactly. I think that's um, a major point there is that, and it's, it's, it was one of the most startling things for me as a, as a software developer and contributing in the open source world because once you put your technology up there, there's, gonna, there's so much eyes on it. Right, and, yeah. and it's, it's like cybersecurity experts, it's blockchain experts, it's uh, app development experts. So you really do, it really makes you become a better programmer because you're like putting up your skills online to be audited by the crowds. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's also a, a part of the beautiful thing because um, you, number one, if your code is, is out there, it's open source. And that means for millions of people around the world, they, they are going to be checking your stuff. There's going to be hackers who are trying to hack it and steal the money out of your, your product. Uh, right. But there's also going to be, uh, there's, there's different layers of hackers. There's known as like well, um, black hat hackers. There's, yeah. there's red Poo -poo. hat well, There's white Poo -poo hat hackers. Red. There's gray hat yeah. hackers. You know, there's all these different layers to it. So white hat hackers are hackers that will steal all of your money but they'll steal your money before a black hat hacker steals, <laughs> steals your money. And then they'll return right. it to you and say, hey, I found the bug. And then, oh, um, you know, so there's, that's, that's a part of, of really what's beautiful about open source. In the, and in, the, in, the Caribbean, in the Caribbean, they say teeth from teeth just make God laugh. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I think, yeah, we need, to, we need to write that in scripture and block it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The so yeah and um 
I think that that's also a really interesting part of it. And so it's all open, it's all out there. And if it's audited and and secure, you know, you know that not only is it that you are trusting in something that is secure, a lot of other people are doing it. Um, Good stuff. So yeah. you've been doing your you've been doing your thing. You guys have been building uh, under the Z Labs umbrella. You all have been building under the Wam Wam No umbrella. I love that name. I can't get over it. <laughs> it's it's like it's like one of the coolest names ever. So you know, people mm-hmm. have like crypto names. One of the coolest crypto names that I've ever seen is one of my friends. His crypto name is Dexter Daps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that is Dex- amazing. Listen, that is I was amazing. like, how did you even think of that? <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> anyway, but is it a Dex? You guys- I mean, cause huh? that'd be cool. is it a Dex? Because that'd be <laughs> it, is, it is not a Dex. It's him personally, but yeah, it's a super sick. cool. Oh, it's a Dex because, geez, that is brilliant. It's gold. It's gold. But um, you guys right. have been building, and you all have not just been, you know, showing your wares here in the in the Caribbean region. You guys actually recently went abroad to present at an international conference on Web three. So tell us a little bit about that experience, about LizCon, about Portugal. Um, I will let Ariane start off because she was the one posting all these very jealous creating pictures, you know. But Oh, Lord. Well, um, so I, I really, so Mark presented, so I will definitely leave that part for him to speak about. Um, But I will speak from my perspective of this being my first um, blockchain crypto conference um, because I only got into this world in April. So I'm really a newbie. It was my first time really being surrounded by the Ethereum ecosystem and meeting people. And it was mind blowing. It was insanely intimidating. Um, I would say that like in the conversations that I had with people, I probably like understood 50% of what people were saying and what they're working on because it is just so insanely like on the cutting edge of technology that yeah and I mean I was a sponge right like totally like I was listening obviously more than speaking because it's just like yeah I'm just taking it all in um but it really was a beautiful experience especially experiencing the ethereum ecosystem because it's such a collaborative and just everybody there wants to like further the technology and wants to bring more people into the space and really build awesome products and services so that was really cool for me to see and it really was motivating as well because it's like i i'm sitting down there and i'm like man i want to be able to like talk like how these people talk i want to be i want to be building what they're building and and we are doing that which is amazing i want to come back and be able to show these people wham uh and be able to show them what we're doing in the caribbean so it really was an insanely you know awesome learning experience as well as networking because now the next time i go to one of these conferences I know people, yeah. you know, and now I know projects they're working on so I can look more closely. It's just the ability to know people in this ecosystem and have yeah. people to talk to and relate to is just, it's really, really like valuable. So that's like my perspective on LizCon and obviously being in Portugal and Lisbon was amazing. So no complaints there. Amazing. So I'll let Mark right. talk about his... Um, all right, I'm going to let Mark talk about the experience of presenting and then I'm going to come back to you because I want to hear your perspective as someone sitting in the audience looking at people receive his presentation. 
So Mark, tell us what it was like presenting. Tell us what you presented on. Talk to us a little bit about our journey and your experience at LISCON. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it was it was a it was a really like I think it's it step it, it's it felt like stepping up a bit because I I never really had that experience of presenting at one of the major Ethereum uh, conferences and this was this LISCON was so exciting because it was it wasn't the first major conference that happened since the pandemic but it was the one where pretty much. Uh, most of the the ecosystem um, showed up, showed up, and it was the last of the it's the last one of the year as well. Right. So, um, getting there was exciting. Just seeing everyone in the ecosystem because it's a whole traveling roadshow that go right. from city to city to city. Right. Like so, East Lisbon um, and Lizcon. There's normally these hackathons that happen called like East New York, East Lisbon, East uh, right. San Francisco. You know, East Berlin. And then East Denver, right? So there's a whole bunch of them as well. Um, there are some of the main ones. And this was this one was based around East Lisbon, but then there was the Lizcon uh, conference. Um, so basically, yeah, getting there. Um, they had like a speaker's night, which was really cool. And I mean, Lisbon is such an amazing city, right? It's so cultural. And when you get there, there's so much history. So it's in this really beautiful um it was in this really beautiful bar and I was just rubbing shoulders with all these speakers, right? So it's a big, it's a, it was awesome. It's a high value event. Um, so I'm there like rubbing shoulders with a lot of the Ethereum core developers, a lot of the people who are making, you know, the products like Aave and Gitcoin and, um, you know, just, I mean, the names like Gelato, names, all these names great of names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the names of names. Um, and just awesome people in the community and, and, and people who are holding the um, conference. Big up like oh, Simona Pop and um, all these organizers. So once um and yeah, just basically the, the one of the narratives that I, I I'm really excited about hearing is that um, the Ethereum community is starting to focus more on emerging markets and the developing world, and we're at this kind of we're at this point where a lot of these protocols are making people millionaires, billionaires, um, but there's it's it's a lot about money and finance um but the one of the original underlying narratives that was coming with ethereum was banking the unbanked so right. some people have kind of are kind of being uh at, they're at this crossroads in my life where it's like wait who do i really want to be helping um and you're finding that the emerging markets and developing worlds and banking the unbanked narrative is, is coming back so um presenting on that w was a really exciting thing for me uh, because it was one of the few talks I was doing it. Um, and what we talked about is essentially because I had, I think, what, maybe three weeks to prepare for this talk. And I, <laughs> of course, you know, like, all, all, it was funny when I went there, like every single, there's the speaker section. And just everyone classic is just writing their speeches last minute. And I got <laughs> talking about 20 minutes. So, and so it, was there, only like... trainees, it was only Trinis there. <laughs> you, would, you would think, yeah? You'd think so. I mean, they party like Trinis too. Um, but uh, yeah, so I just, and then eventually kind of like, I think a day before, I was like, yeah, I'm just basically going to talk about what I've been doing in Trinidad for the last, um, for the last year and a half. Uh, and just talked about my journey, how I, how I started building WAM. Um, everything from Alice to, to Z, as we say, from A to Z. Um, 
So Alice was the, the crypto wallet that I started. I actually launched it in Trinidad when I got back. And then I was a bit disillusioned um, by kind of like, as you say, building a, a product for, for financially and technologically savvy people. So these people do not need any sort of financial help, right? They have money, they have skills. They can walk, to, walk into Google and be hired on the spot. Um, whereas like people, people from emerging worlds like us, uh, or emerging markets, the, we, the, we don't have global exposure, we don't have global opportunity. And what's the connector here? It's this global financial market. So I just talked about how I'm bringing that to Trinidad, what inspired me to do it because I went to, over to, I went and lived in uh, Freeport in Trinidad. And that was amongst like a lot of people who were just, just starved of opportunity, but doing amazing things, creativity, yeah. sustainability, um, creativity, sustainability, and, and like things like art and, and just being like generally good people. And they're like pretty much bartering over in Freeport sometimes, right? Not just being good Trini people, but you know, I think what could really help people in far to reach areas in emerging markets is crypto um, and a wallet and just being able to transact um, and accept yeah. payments. If I go down to Freeport and I don't have cash, what's my other, what's my other um, way Option. of paying for things? So I talked a lot about WAM. I talked about We Are Wildflower and that initiative we have, that shared initiative we have with Anya to financially empower uh, people in, in Trinidad and do it all under this very uh, female branded and uh, brand. And we've really, we share another initiative for women's empowerment. Uh, we also talked about the MVP program where we're educating youths on how to um, learn how to become software developers and also use the digital space for their, um, to kind of boost their brand and also make money. So okay. um, I think I put all that up on display and I got a few like, you know, shout outs in the crowd. And um, after that, um, a lot of opportunity. So the Ethereum Foundation reached out to us, um, which is amazing. And um, we're connecting them with We Are Wildflower. Um, where like we were offered to to get scholarship uh, scholarship opportunities for the MVPs to go to Ethereum Denver next year Ooh. in February, so that's going to be huge to take some youth from Trinidad to an Ethereum conference. Amazing, um, and then for Wham, we are hopefully locking a really key advisor that'll that'll pretty much help us um, help us grow as a globally competitive uh, application rooted right here in um, Trinidad um, as we raise money for this application, right? So, okay. Um, and yeah. any, 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 any plans on how you guys, are you guys going to go the crypto route of raising money? Is there going to be a WAM coin, um, WAM token? Yeah. Um, you know, all these things are on the cards, right? Uh, but definitely it's going to be a pure equity play for right. the initial round. Um, right. so, and, but the equity will obviously be, it, it'll be a variation. I'm pretty sure it'll probably be mostly in crypto, right? So we'll right. be getting investment in crypto. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see about the rest. Um, we have to set up a whole bunch of things like an American uh, American Delaware C Corp and a bank account. And all these yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Understood. 
Understood, but you know, don't forget your friends at Crypto and Cognac. You know, we want to get in at the ground floor. Hey, there'll be airdrops, you know, there'll be airdrops. Seed phase level, we want some airdrops, we want that free bags. So, Ariane, back over to you. You're there, you're sitting in the crowd, you're seeing Mark present on everything that you guys have been doing. You're looking around the room, people clapping, Mm -hmm. ladies throwing their Ethereum (laughs) up on the stage. Uh, Honestly, not what too was far, that like but anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first of all, I just have to say that it was a super proud moment for me to see my co-founder, um, Mark, presenting. Like, that was huge. Um, and it was also incredible to see the work that we have been doing up on a big screen. Um, I would say especially, like, bigging up the MVP program and, um, you know, the young people we're working with here in Trinidad, like, it's just, that was a really, really, like, powerful moment, I would say, for me. So just to begin with that. And um, I would say that, like, what Mark said just now is a really nice way of talking about what the reaction was in the crowd, right? Because there's such a disillusion with creating money, for, like, money or opportunities for rich people already in the ecosystem. That when we started, when Mark started talking about like like bringing blockchain to the Caribbean, bringing blockchain to emerging markets, you saw people lean forward because this is something that people are looking for purpose now in this industry. Yeah. Like, what can I do with my talents and my time and all the riches that I made in the ICOs um, to really give back? Um, and and that was really, I think, really. Um, you know, captured people's attention because, for example, I mean, I was in the crowd prior to Mark's chat, and I think the person before me was talking about improving the user interface of like MetaMask, um, so that you're not signing with like you're this crazy thing and all, like right. just all technical stuff, right? And that's really what led up to that. But then Mark presented, and it was like this sort of cultural meaningful humanizing humanizing grassroots thing and i think that really encapsulates who we are as well it's like we are a grassroots blockchain company right like we are bringing blockchain um to the caribbean and we are trying to use it in use cases for everybody because we are on the ground and we're trying to build a solution for the ground you know and like i think really people latched onto that and um as mark said like people came and you know wanted to learn more and and figure out how they could contribute. So it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's so important. Mm. I think a lot of times, us in Trinidad, especially, um, you know, in certain sectors of tr- the Trinidad um, economic environment, we don't really get how far behind we as a region are in terms of banking and, and those types of opportunities. Like, you know, in, in, in Haiti, we have like less than 70% of the like 70% of the population are unbanked. Right here in Trinidad and Tobago, we have almost 20% of the population being unbanked or underbanked. You know, we have similar issues in like Guyana and those kind of places. So the idea that um, of bringing opportunities to this space in, in ways that these people who have access to mobile phones already, who have access to the internet already, can access financial services using blockchain. I think it's super important. It's one of the reasons why, you know, we partnered with Alti.com in the first place because we think that, you know, what they're doing with their wallet um, is so important in terms of driving adoption because a lot of times people who get into the space don't want another app. 
You know, they don't want to download a MetaMask. They don't want to download something that they have to figure out, you know. So with Alti being already integrated into, you know, WhatsApp and Telegram, you just have to send a message, you know. So I think uh, initiatives like that are so important, but also I think it's important for people to have as many choices as possible as we continue to grow this space. Like, you know, we are super early and I think it's important to have as many options as possible. So, I mean, super shout out to you guys for flying the flag, not just of Trinidad and Tobago, but the whole region internationally. Um, Ariane thinks she's going to get away from telling us this story about how people just walk up to Mark and give him Ethereum, but she's not. I need <laughs> to hear that story. No, it's not, even, it's not even that. Did, did, it was, he, did, it was he more strip, a... did he have to strip for this? <laughs> How drunk was he? Was he drunk? You, you get mad at drop on. What happens in Lisbon stays in Lisbon, all right? That's, that's all I'm going to say. Right, that's all, right, all, all right. I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What is that? He, 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 he getting hot. He getting hot. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the hot seats. He's in the hot seats. That's right. <laughs> Things getting heated. Think of all this, but... But so honestly, guys, I was just I was just joking about the fact that like Mark literally like because he's been involved in crypto for so long, uh, and because he really has his finger on the pulse, it really opens yeah. you up to opportunities for things that are happening in the space, and that reaps rewards, right? Like yeah. you know, it when you're early in, you get access to the airdrops. You're aware of new NFT projects coming out, yeah. so you're in the mint. You know, and like, so yeah, I'm, I, sometimes I just like poke fun of him because I'm just like, you know, what the hell, man? <laughs> but yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I just started my journey, so I can't, I can't complain too much. I got my ENS airdrop, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that was a good one to get. Yeah. That was a, that was a good one to get. But I mean, I want to, I want to get an idea for you, from you guys, especially coming out of this conference in terms of what you guys see happening next in the in the crypto space i kind of actually i actually completed got done with um geckocon virtual conference today mm. which was a three-day conference and for me you know it was an nft conference and for me i've been kind of hovering around the nft space for the last few months but a lot of the things that i was really excited about what nfts can do like being at this conference i realized what i thought was the future is already in train. People are already building these things. These things are already being implemented. So the, the future literally is now. How do you guys feel about the space, especially coming out of this conference? What do you think is next? What were you surprised that is happening already? Where do you see it going to next? Are uh, you want to talk an hour? Now you first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I think one of, one of the interesting things that I saw, um, statistics that I saw, saw the other day is just how much money there is in the global economy um, that's trapped up in things like real estate, that's um, in derivatives, that's in banks and stocks, bonds, you know. And then you look at the, um, it was pretty much a, a graph of blocks and you're seeing like hundreds and hundreds of blocks. And then the amount of money that's in the cryptocurrency realm, it's about, I think, three to six. Half a, half a block. <laughs> yeah, like three, three to six blocks. So you're like, wow, really and truly. Be, um, when you start thinking of crypto as being the new financial rails uh, of the world, it's like, wow, there's so much growth to come to this industry. 
as yeah. you start digitizing assets, right? So people are digitizing real estate, right? So they're, they're digitizing stocks, they're, they're digitizing bonds, um, invoices in between companies. And then now there's these digital assets, right? So, um, and these digital assets, NFTs represent art, they represent access, they represent uh, financial value, speculative uh, investments. So they represent community. Community, right? I think, and, and even, yeah, governance. So, um, and, and governance in the right direction as well, because it's very yeah. technocratic. Um, and where, where I see this space essentially going is like we, it, it happens at such a rate that we can't really predict it. But what I'm seeing happening already is things like uh, people selling, people raising funds to um, create a movie by selling NFTs right, right. and these yeah, NFTs. Yeah. Well, if you have an NFT and you bought the NFT, then you can go directly to the, the website and then that NFT represents the access. So not only have you like funded the movie, you, once you hold that NFT, that gives you access to the first screening of the movie. Um, so people are raising funds through NFTs. There's different uh, people are getting paid in, in crypto. Um, what else is out there? I mean, yeah. Hmm. There's payments. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, I, my mind was blown at how, how vast this space is, you know, even something that I think a lot of people kind of, especially even people in the crypto space are kind of like dismissive of like, you know, the, the 10,000 um, NFT projects and those kind of things. Like when you really get down into some of those projects and how well they're building community and how well they are, mm using those communities to actually do amazing things in the world, how they're using uh, yield, how they're providing yield for, you know, staking these NFTs, borrowing against these NFTs, um, sharing that with the community, creating a DAO that for the community that, you know, the, the community gets to vote on for charitable things. You know, one of the projects that I was really kind of, blown away by that people were kind of just buzzing about at GeckoCon was a new um, project like that, which is called the Mad Meerkat. And, you know, it, it was the first time I kind of saw like one of these projects had a, had a, a white paper. And yeah. I realized even like looking at the Days Docs uh, project, they have a white paper too, which wasn't something that was done for those type of projects. Mm. So you're kind of seeing even the formalization of the process um, within these projects, because I guess people are more, people are not just, yes, there are people looking for the cash grab, but there are people who see the opportunity to really raise funds to really impact the world, like you've been saying, you know, in a, in a positive way. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think not only that as well, it's just, just sitting in your living room how much more opportunities you have to to get paid for an idea. Um, like, for example, Felicia, who me and you both know, Al, and, yeah, yeah. you know, big up for, like, encouraging her to get into the space because she's been able to... I think she was, you know, really interested in getting into the space and wanted to encourage yeah. her kids to get into it. And then she got sucked down the crypto rabbit hole. Yeah. And tripped has, and fell. Yeah, tripped <laughs> and fell. Um, and then she's sold uh, what two or three of her own poems, and yeah, it's, and art. 
and that's incredible that that to me is 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 what the most empowering thing about getting into the space is the fact that no matter who you are there's no there's no one and then the fact that we're using like nfts as our avatars in the space it doesn't matter yeah. who it is like what you look like sorry um it's all about your ex- your creative expression or who who you are as an individual you yeah. can express your opinion in any of these thousands of community and and fa- uh, communities find your place and then there's always financial incentive or financial value in it that's just yeah. like a, almost a side effect now because we're seeing like yeah. as i contributed towards i i just used uniswap i used tornado cash i used yeah. ens because these these are things that i believed in and then all of a sudden i'm part of the community and you get an airdrop so yeah i mean the the your in the network effects is incentivized um in, incentivizes the user and that just grows the network effect you know so yeah. it's it's a continuous self fulfilling prophecy that continues to just grow this economic um i, I can't even call it an ecosystem you know it's 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 a a system that's overtaking systems you know when you think about i, I don't think people understand how nascent how new the crypto space is you know we we try to compare a crypto uh project to uh, uh stock and the stock market is 200 years old plus crypto is 10 years old you know 10 11 years old and we're competing directly with these guys you know so i don't think that we even can fully wrap our minds around what's next and how big this thing is going to be how huge the net- network effect is going to be you know and i think that's why it's important not to get too bound down about choosing a winner you know because i think there's enough space for everyone to win like you were talking about mm. mark the derivatives market is a multi 100 trillion dollar market <laughs> <laughs> like, when you think about that like you understand crypto is 3 trillion dollars derivatives alone is hundreds of trillions of dollars gold yeah. tens of trillions of dollars real estate hundreds of trillions of dollars like we have a long way to go guys so just <laughs> buckle up and <laughs> buckle up and enjoy the ride and yeah. like my good friend Stephen Hadi Jr says keep building just keep building yeah, yeah? Ari talk to me anything you want to share about where i see the future going um yeah. i think what really stands out to me the most is is the governance aspect through things like dows right and that's so decentralized autonomous organizations um and this is this is all new to me as well i have to say you know and like i've been learning about dows recently and it's just like for example the way that you can run an organization or you can run a company by using a dow and then remove these sort of hierarchical structures so instead like you don't have a ceo you don't have a vp you don't have that sort of stuff but you have a group of people that govern this organization through a medium of tokens right and like those tokens allow you to vote on like things within the organization so maybe mark is in z and he wants to buy a ferrari right but you know the organization has to take a vote and we'll decide whether <laughs> we think mark should use funds to go and buy a ferrari right and you know like bicycle bicicleta bicicleta yeah bicicleta <laughs> you know and i i just think that you know that sort of decent like that across the board in in terms of blockchain and crypto you have this sort of 
democratization and decentralization and and it's just interesting how we see ways in which we are finding use cases and applying it throughout like real real world examples right we can now yeah. take this sort of technology and way of doing things and bring it into organizations or politics or companies or just Ari, I don't mean to cut you, but I, I wanna ask you I wanna ask you a specific question about DAOs as George is now reminding me. Because George and big up George and the Omega team, um, we kinda came together on a project to purchase some property in the decentralized environment in the metaverse. And he he wants to learn a little bit more about DAOs and how we could set up a DAO to manage our ownership because there's a few people mm -hmm. um, and we've bought you know property in Decentraland, Sandbox, Somnium and a few different places and we we've been kind of talking about you know getting a DAO set up so maybe we need to come to to Z Labs to get some Ari consultant, Ari consulting about setting up that DAO come is true. that a service that you guys provide okay done and done <laughs> George I want to call it a service but I mean, we're always well, up for mean, sharing info. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, that's that's the nature of the crypto game. It's all yeah. about collaboration. Definitely, definitely. But like talk, that uh, kind of pursuit of like setting up a DAO. You know, no one's come to us with that yet. But I mean, you'd find a lot of the time these things you want to do in crypto. The hard work is not. I mean, it's understanding the technology, but setting up a DAO. There have been some com companies like Aragon, um, DAO House. Dow Stack, Colony, um, all make these a, great. What's that? Make a Dow. Yeah, big, make a Dow. The of the Dow yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. These, these protocols I'm naming are like what? I don't think Make a Dow uses that, but they're like the the Dows, the Dow protocols that Maker would use to manage their Dows. Um, right. They make it so easy, easy to do, just like how OpenSea makes it easy to to um, you know host an NFT or or, or mint an NFT. Um, and really and truly, it's about um, the, the community of people building it. So the fact that you all have an initiative to to launch a DAO in Decentraland, that's um, that's epic. That's exciting. That's what just gets up gets us on the edge of our seats and be like, yes, go in this direction. We'll help you um, do this in any way you want. Um, so definitely come through, and we'll, we'll sort you guys out as best as we right. can. <laughs> Ari and I and I interrupted you. So just get back to how you see DAOs playing a part in like the political landscape of a country, a city, the world as a whole. For sure. So I have to, I have to caveat this by saying that like, again, DAOs are new to me. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, so like the, I actually like, I am looking for a DAO to join so that I can really right. like learn and understand more. So I just want to make it clear that that's the perspective that I'm talking from. But going off of, a, for example, a conversation that we had in one of our like WhatsApp communities, like one of the ways, so like thinking about my time in the United States, you know, I, I interned in Washington, D.C. Um, for like a political newspaper. So I was covering the different political events, like, you know, different lobbying groups and stuff like that. And really learning about the power of lobbies in the United States. And then I think about, I thought about that. And then I thought about a DAO. And I thought, well, would there be a way that we could create some sort of like lobby system through DAOs here in Trinidad? bring together like-minded people that have like, you know, you know, want to see a change or bring proposals to the government 
and do that through a DAO, you know? And like, that's really what came to mind to me. We can act as lobbyists through a DAO. I don't know if that's like, you know, if that's feasible, but it's what I thought well, about, so. Well, I think, I think recently, I know recently there was a DAO that was set up to try to bid to purchase um, the original copy of the Declaration of Independence or something like that. Constitution. The Constitution. Yeah. Constitution of the U.S. I mean, they, they were not successful. They were outbid. But I mean, like something like that. One of those people as an individual most likely would not have been able to even get into the conversation. But through a DAO, through a group, they were able to really start kind of shaking the tree. Exactly. And we may see more and more opportunities come up where, you know, we might see DAOs financing political campaigns of, you know, governors and, you know, trying to get the right people into those seats of power. Yeah. So guys, we kind of approaching the one hour mark. It went really quickly. So shout out to you. want to shout out, make your last statements. Tell me, I mean, we, we probably going to have a few more conversations Mark and I tend to bounce up all over the place in the crypto world. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to be um, speaking at um, Ingrid's conference, um, the future of Caribbean money in December. Mm -hmm. So I know we're probably going to bounce up there, but you know, sh share a little bit. Definitely. Um, so Ingrid's been, from what I just recently learned, that she's been in the startup, Caribbean startup scene for the past 14 years. Yeah. And um, she's seen it grow and she says never before has there been so much activity and now it's a real thing rather than just the sexy thing. And um, so like, I really want to have a talk with her to just see how, where we've come from one day. Um, but yeah, definitely big up. I think what's awesome is that the community is growing and there's a lot of people in Trinidad now who are uh, making waves in the, in the space. So you know, Stephen Hadid and Steph Talamark from Creator Labs just dropped a uh, 3D asset that's, that is going to be launched in the central land. I think that's where the next line is, uh, where we're going to yeah. box up. Um, so that's all good, the central land and lime. Um, like Nabil, big up on, uh, on the, also tuned in. He's working at Chainlink and just killing it, you know. Um, we have other people, Joshua Alam at, at OpenSea. You know, yourself yeah. doing big things with this crypto and cognac pod podcast will always support you in anything you do. Thank um, you, man. And um, yeah, Ingrid doing big things. We got Felicia who's jumped in Silicon. and killing yeah. it. And you're dropping Caribbean. We Are Wildflower. Yeah. Big I mean, I could go on and on. It's it's awesome that we just like have names like, to rattle off like one after the other. So we want to do the yeah. Trini big up. <laughs> but um you okay could big up man like big up man like george man like man like <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love that i i you know i want to shout out our team at z labs you know um michael javon our mvps just like you know we wouldn't be able to do what we do without them so just like definitely want to shout like give them a big up you know um the mvps they we are you know we are like obviously not obviously we are like sharing a lot of knowledge with them and you know we are taking them through courses teaching them coding teaching them marketing social media and that sort of stuff but in exchange we're also learning a lot from them as well and they support uh, they support a lot of what we do right like they're here in this chat 
and you know supporting us they're sharing our stuff they're like evangelizing the world of blockchain and crypto and the mvp program out there and it's just like this awesome community so i definitely want to take a moment to like big them up and big up our team and just like the community of people that are rallying around us to see like these projects and this ecosystem and everything come to life so thank you for everybody who's like here as well just like taking the time to listen yeah. to this conversation yeah i mean thank you guys for coming through Mark, for always supporting Zen Labs, for always supporting Ariane. Um, you have been a tremendous resource in this space in your short but long time. You keep <laughs> saying you just came in here. But for anybody who's been in the crypto space, they know that a few months, especially if you've witnessed or experienced a major correction, is a few years in the real world. <laughs> so you are, you are a veteran. Right? <laughs> in the crypto space when you see your pro when you see your portfolio dip 50 percent and you stick around and you keep building that's when you know you're here to stay so i mean appreciate having you guys both big up everybody in the crypto caribbean universe everybody who's building in this space i always say the caribbean has all the talent and all the technical skills to really do something amazing and crypto i think is going to present that vehicle for us to really just explode on the global stage as we've not done previously i mean we've kind of had instances where people have gone out and kind of done things brian lara wendy um anya one-on-one one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one doing it but i think we're gonna see everybody kind of running through the gate all at once pulling each other together and I think it's going to be an amazing thing. Guys, thank you very much for being with me, as always, every Friday on the Crypto and Cognac podcast show. Check out Crypto underscore Caribbean on Instagram. Like, follow, share, hit the link in the bio. Get yourself some free bags. And as I always say, exposure is important. Awareness is a must. Adoption is inevitable. Guys, have a blessed one. Stay Thank safe. you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bless up, man. Later.